0: okay? What do you guys selling? you're
1: drowning and I throw you a life jacket, would you grab it? Yes. Good. Pick up 200 shares. I won't let you down. Pay
0: him. Pay that man his money.
1: Ask them how they'd like to see 30, 40% returns. What are they going to say? No? I don't want to see those returns? Where's the money, Lebowski? You're going to make a lot of money, right?
0: Be aggressive. Learn how to push.
1: Show
2: him a 3% return, and I'll trust you to watch his kids for I'm a big fan of money. Move around.
3: Motion creates emotion. I did not know this. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. Well, in Rock Bay, and Jacks, Time Matt Byrne on the board. SP futures uh, up 25 cents. Nancy futures down 15 as we're waiting for the Fed announcement today. And it's going to be very interesting uh, to see what the Fed does today. Kevin, how are you?
4: Good morning. I'm doing fine.
3: I'm going to. Uh, I don't know. I'm just. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna lob this one up here, and I don't know how. I'm gonna. Well, first of all, uh, we have uh, stuff with the banks going on. We've got, you know, a lot of stuff. But this, this, I, I mentioned it yesterday, Kevin, and I am absolutely stunned by what these these guys have done in the last two weeks uh, in terms of money back in the system. And I don't. And, I, and the lack of communication. Boy, if I tell you what, if I had that drone pile in front of me, if I was a representative. And I I would be merciless to the guy. I just would be merciless to the guy. And I, and I, you know, that that is not my personality necessarily. But I I want. I and mean, if I were to ask him, by the way, where is the weekly money supply numbers that you stopped giving to people? And he's going to say, well, I didn't think they were appropriate to you know, blah blah blah, or misleading. I said I, my next question would be, okay, you bleep. I wouldn't say that probably. I would say, now I, I would. I, I would say you you've absolutely stopped. You've stopped calculating them. Nobody has. Them. And he's going to say, well, no, that's not exactly true. We, we still calculate them. Okay. Then I'm going to say, who gets them? I don't get them. Who does? Are you telling me that, that only two or three nerds in your place get these numbers and, and it never gets out? I mean, are, are we really supposed to be that stupid, Kevin?
4: Well, it, yes, because it, the idea that if it's not appropriate to share them with everybody, then it's because you're stupid and you won't know what to do with them. So, yes, of course they think you're that stupid um well we, we we i mean there's there's a whole overtone of you all are stupid out of that
3: well yeah and i and a uh, well a lot of things are frosting me this week part of which is the, is the amount of people they have touting their own stuff on what is allegedly a news station without identified so much as such but here here's one i absolutely cannot cannot grasp Kevin. I mean, we have we went all these years where they poured money into the system they eviscerated people's savings. They put 35% more money in the system. They grew this balance sheet to $8.965 trillion on the top tick. And for the last year, they basically will make make that the last, yeah, pretty much the last year since last April, have uh, have, uh, have decided to gradually bring down the balance sheet. Okay, so they bring it down from $8.9 trillion to a low two weeks ago of 8.33. So we're down $600 billion, which is pretty much the schedule, as they said. Well, now, last week, not, 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 not the last week, the week between March 8th and March and March uh, 15th, it's gone back up $300 billion. So they've essentially erased a whole year of, of uh, half of a whole year of drowning it. And last weekend they put in a bunch of money. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if we're back up to the tippy-top this week or damn close they haven't told anybody that that I know of. that that, that mean, certainly not you and me I, I I just can't I don't know this this week is just one of one of those weeks Kevin I,
4: well maybe on the your next bumper Matt can roll out you can't handle the truth
3: I know well, well speaking of which Matt's caught in construction on the Kennedy today they had this burn interchange uh project that was supposed to be what four or five years it took eight and a half or eight mm. way o- way over budget and now immediately they're going to start on a Kennedy they couldn't have done the two at the same time because of course you have to have the same firm has to do it and i, I mean
4: there's there's well and, and they you know the Kennedy it's not like the Kennedy hasn't needed it for years so they couldn't have done it when nobody was allowed to be out driving anyway
3: yeah <laughs> or, or that
4: because that that would have been that would have been too smart
3: well you know it's it's funny, Kevin. When you when you do, there are people. No, I don't, maybe they don't even do it anymore. There are people who actually go through calculations to find out if this crap is, quote worth it. I mean, you, you know, say you spent what, what was the number nine hundred billion or something on the on the uh, million on the. Man, look it up. How much was the, was the uh, burn reconstruction? Yeah. And what was what was the budget and what they ended up spending? But there there are calculations to this where you sit there and say, okay, everybody for every hour people waste in traffic there's a number to it I mean it's it's wasted time for people that that should be doing something else instead of flipping each other off basically so you sit there and, and and you say okay if I do this construction and it takes three years and by the way I'm gonna add 20 minutes to everybody's drive for three years but the next five years I'm gonna subtract 30 minutes from their drive so we're gonna be net ahead uh, and that, That's when you go ahead with a project, Kevin, right? I mean, that, that there are... Well,
4: that, that, w- that would be the theory on it. Of course, there is also the part that says, well, the time they spend uh, waiting for their car to get repaired because of the hole they hit or something like that has yeah. to be factored into it, too. Tom, well, but I mean, Tom, this yep, is
2: according they, to uh, WTTW. Uh, the long-anticipated project balloon is cost to... Uh, is ballooned and cost to $806 million from the estimated cost originally of $535.5 million.
3: So it went up. Forty
2: percent. Yeah, only about forty percent. And that's from Andrew Flores uh, from WTTW.
3: So, my my point is now, if you go three years over, you're never going to make that back. I mean, how many? How many? Not to mention, you have a city where people can't get out of here fast enough. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I just I look at these projects, Kevin, and when they're done, they're so late that when they're done, who cares? The red line expansion. Who cares? They're 20 years late with the damn thing.
4: Well, it's also it's outdated based on traffic patterns. And in this case, yes, it's the traffic pattern of fewer people. But you know, we also have you know how how much time have we done, or how many times have we done tri-state expansion, only to uh, be done with it and say, well, you know, the four lanes wasn't enough. Now we need to go to five.
3: Well, because. Or six, but, or whatever. But you you create you create the demand. That that that's that's part of the problem that nobody seems to get. When you build the Stevenson out to the southwest suburbs, all of a sudden, you can commute downtown from southwest suburbs. All right. So now, if people actually move out there and say I can commute from there, all of a sudden there's more people there. Well, and the Stevenson's not big enough, right? So then you make it three lane well that means more people can move out there then you make it four lane you 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 and you and you be you become the driver literally
4: and figuratively
3: yeah but it, so but what I wanted to ask you is I've been listening and, and you know obviously we have people on the show you probably foremost that understands the world of banking and i and i I cannot for the life of me understand how there are people that are are you know nationally spoken. That seemed what was the what was the uh the cartoon? Uh the uh, Mr. Mr. Baffle. where he where he chose somebody and then he would say unclear on the concept. hmm You know, it's sort of like the, the, the kids in the the commercial hiding in with all the chainsaws, you know <laughs> in the garage with all the chainsaws. Yeah. And the guy looks at him and he goes, What are you what are you doing? <laughs> the guy the guy who was the chainsaw master. No, they, and, it
4: was it was why why are we gonna get away? Yeah, but you know, yeah. We we can't we can't take the car. Let's go hide over there behind the chainsaws.
3: (laughs) So I mean, so there's people actually been saying that people don't deserve their deposits if they're over two hundred fifty thousand, if they put them in the wrong bank. Now, Kevin, uh, tell me if I'm wrong here. There's there's a a circleness to everything in life. You know, savings and loans. You pay this guy three and a half. You charge this guy six. Pays for the place. Pays for stuff. People, I think people in this country and, and worldwide—maybe not worldwide—but need to understand sort of how this works. You don't—you don't expect Grandma or me or you or Matt or anybody, for that matter, to walk in, drop some money in a bank, and have them hand you some four-inch-thick thing of every loan they have out there for you to go home and review that night. What you what, so we have this thing called uh, FDIC insurance. Now, it's—it's it's not insurance the way your auto insurance is and so forth, but it still is insurance. And guess what? You are paying for it. Okay? They can say the bank's paying for it, but you're paying for it, right? You're the, you're the end customer. It all comes out of your pocket in at, at, at the end of the day. So you're walking in, and you're saying, when you see that sign on the door, you you get to say, okay, I, I, I'm paying for this insurance. And oh, and, oh, even more, you're paying for a Fed. You're paying for a comptroller currency. You're paying for state regulators. You're paying all these bleep salaries. You you are you are essentially paying for other people to watch out for you, and you are paying for it. So the idea that if if Grandma walks in and puts three hundred grand in some bank and if the, the place goes under because she didn't look at the loan sheet and she deserves to lose fifty thousand, and it's a moral hazard if she doesn't, Kevin, I cannot believe anybody even says that. Don't don't they get the system?
4: Well, it is deserves but here's here's the catch if you do have a big deposit i do think you have your own diligence to do that that makes sense to me um, does that mean you deserve to lose it no it doesn't mean you deserve to lose it and and we can figure out how we accommodate uh, accommodate that if we all agree that that's the way it ought to be and we can tax accordingly you know frankly if People want to pay the taxes for it. That that we should be able to do it, but what should be readily available isn't a, an inspection of the loan portfolio, but the safety and soundness exam from the Fed, uh, or the FDIC, or whoever has conducted that. State banking examiners. It but they should. Matter.
3: Be, but they shouldn't now, be open should, if they flunk.
4: I I agree, but they also and they won't be open if we publish that and everybody knows it and we publicize it. I you know I spent an hour, and I'm sure there's a place where you can find uh, safety and soundness ratings, but I wanted to see the exam for Silicon Valley, and I I couldn't find it anywhere. Now, that, to me, it's a government agency uh, auditing a government-supported business, a government-subsidized business. I need to be able to see that. I need to be able to go find it if I want to find it, and you can't you know if you if it's there it's it's you know it's hidden it's it, it's it's intentionally not easy easy to find because you have to be intentional to be not easy to find in this world nowadays
3: that's when you need Carl he finds everything
4: well, and and yeah, and and I am sure he ha- can, and I'm sure he knows what site to go to, and uh, and so on. But I was on, you know, I was on the FDIC site, I was on the Federal Reserve site, et cetera. So, but it, there should just be a list of their safety and soundness ratings, top to bottom, yeah. by state, by lo- by locality. You should be able to, you know, th- this is basic analytics. There's all kinds of. Uh, data websites where you can slice and dice things yeah, however you, you want.
3: Just like and, me with my and, money. And so what I'm,
4: what I'm getting at is this is something where the government owes us transparency on this, and they don't provide it, and then we get stuck. And everybody, it, you know, it, if 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 I had that, and then I still were to go. And put my money in one of these banks, and put a half a million in there instead, or put a million dollars in there, or whatever. If I were to go do that, when I have that data readily available and I can see it, then it is on me.
3: Well, I, I, I don't, I still don't. I honestly don't think it is, Kevin, uh, because every payroll. I mean, we're looking at this like, like, like a bunch of uh, shoe clerks. and I hate to call me or you a shoe or a shoe clerk. Every it's an honorable pay- profession, yeah. Every, every except, especially the guy on TV. <laughs> what was his name? <laughs>
4: uh, oh, uh, um, married with children. Yeah, and married. With, I know you're talking oh, about. Oh God, Ed <laughs> O'Neill's character. Yeah, I
3: don't. I don't know if he was all that honorable. Anyway, but I mean, every payroll is over 250 grand. I mean, we we you can't you can't come with this like every payroll before you give. The people of money on Friday morning disperse in the afternoon. You you're in the back room pouring over their loan portfolio.
4: It doesn't work. It can't no, work but that that, way. that isn't. But that isn't how it happens. And uh, and frankly, you can you can fund this kind of stuff short term. But yeah, I mean that comes out of the the company's operating account. Now, if you're telling me the bank closes on the company, that's a different problem, and we have to be able to make good on people's payrolls. Yeah. If if that money, see, pay you know a a payroll account most companies keep a separate payroll account, they fund it for payday, and then they liquidate it with direct deposits, usually. Yep. Um, and occasionally, there'll be someone who says, I want to check, or I want to get paid in cash. They can you know, they're gonna handle those as one-offs. But my point of this is, it, we regulate banks anyway. Is there any reason that we can't say payroll accounts are sacrosanct, and that's going through? I don't give a shit, what, what, uh, a darn, yeah. what else you do? Um, well, with that, the uh, uh, with the bank and, and the accounts. But the end I, of the day, I, Kevin, I'm fine with that.
3: At the end of the day, we know that if, if, if no bank ever went under, the system is not taking the right amount of risk. Right.
4: Oh no, no, no! We have legislation that is going to make this never, ever, ever happen again. So, so That's if, what Dodd Frank was, which
3: is which is such all via- this is never going
4: to happen again.
3: So, if you've got the uh, Akron. Uh, Bank and trust, and and you've made a nice career in people's homes, and then you know, by the all, all of a sudden, all the tire people are there, and all of a sudden, every single tire person moves out in the next six months, and you're stuck with all these buildings. That bank's going to go under, Kevin. Yeah,
4: yeah. and <laughs> and so you're telling what are you are you telling me, Tom, that this this idea that we can have legislation that makes things never happen again is folly?
3: Uh, I think it's seriously folly. <laughs> <laughs>
4: But and on that note, I'm going to hand you yeah. off to Russell. Yeah, we're going to
3: have one of Russell's students on too. It should be fun. Oh, uh, okay,
4: I'll, I'll I'll tune it in, but I got to scoot over to the office. I got a meeting.
3: SP Futures down one. SP Futures down sixteen. Be right back, Mr. Russell.
1: How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox.
0: 8810 or search us on the web at CognosHR.com Cognos HR, Innovation in Human Resources Licensed in Illinois and Arizona
3: Hello, this is Tom Howell, the Chief Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so this problem is to invest in so-called hard currencies like silver and gold, the idea being that they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar. To be honest, I have never been a gold bug. I've always had faith that having enough dollars and a good investment strategy was good enough. Now I'm not so sure. Loading up a station, Jacks. I'm Tom How at Burn on the board. Uh, SP futures down a quarter, Nasdaq futures down 15. Do we have the professor? We do. We do. The professor is in the house. Hey, professor, We've got up, up your volume of hair there, and how are you? You're back.
5: And the student, the student should pop in in a minute. Right we're, right, we're both back.
3: You're back, and the airfare air was good. Did you guys fly right to Indy, or did you have to stop somewhere?
5: Well, I flew into Chicago, we all flew separately. One of the great, I you know what I wouldn't I I, I wouldn't do a study abroad if I had to coordinate uh, twenty students getting on the plane together as well as going all over London. So they were they were on their own to get there. They were on their own to get home. End of story. Really, well, that's cool. Yeah. So there was no yeah. uh, no special f- up, for goodness sakes. There you were fully grown up at twenty and twenty one, weren't you?
3: Well, yeah. Except I haven't done much international travel. Okay. I mean, let I me. Mean,
5: uh, I, 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 Kids today, most I, I think only two or three of them. It was the first time they'd left the country.
3: There's only a few of them that still that are still over there. Couldn't make it back.
5: Uh, I think they all made it back. One kid was one kid claimed late when he missed class on Monday night, but but I gotta check airline records And make sure that's the uh, truth.
3: I guess my, my question is, and I I've, I've never done this, but if if you called, you know, United or British Airways or somebody, and said I've got 25 people want to go from this state to the next state, do you get a deal or no?
5: Oh, I'm sure you probably would get a deal, but honestly, I, I, I really would like my, my my flight time by myself.
3: I would. Then my suggestion to you would say, there are uh-huh. 20 people going. I need uh-huh. 19 coach and one first. You be the
5: first. Heck yeah! I'll bet right.
3: I, bet I bet they make uh, that. I bet they make that deal. I bet they make that deal.
5: They probably would give me the free upgrade for bringing all, bringing along a bunch of flights. Actually, the flights were all very full. And um, there was a lot, you know, all the Big Ten schools were on spring break last week. In like, fact, we ran into some univers- University of Illinois hospitality students. We ran into, uh, I saw a group from Purdue that was over there at the same time. And I, I saw a group, not a Big Ten school, but I saw a group from uh, a couple of girls from Iona the night that we were going to a soccer match, kind of followed us um, on the train and everything to make sure they got there safe. And then they couldn't get away from us quick enough.
3: Any, any, uh, Phone numbers exchanged between uh, Iona girls and your guys.
5: You know, Wes, unmute yourself. Hey, guys. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. Hey, Wes. How are you? Welcome. Right there, man. Um, Wes actually proposed to one of our other students um, on a bus or something. I I wasn't around for that one.
6: Yeah, that is Um. true. I also happened to (laughs) do that while having butt dialed my mother, so she listened to the whole conversation. Oh, my God. (laughs) I I hope
3: the girl said yes. (laughs)
6: <laughs> she did, fortunately. <laughs> that would have
3: been a bad no at your mom listening.
6: <laughs> well, congratulations, buddy. Good for you. Thank you. I did happen to get a divorce later that night. So,
3: oh, already, okay. you already? Do you have Very attor- short lived. Do you have an attorney? <laughs> I might need one. Okay. <laughs> you never know these 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 twenty minute marriages. You know, it's hard to break apart. You know. <laughs> um, but you had a nice time. I mean, obviously, you guys saw a bunch of stuff. I mean, I I, I was very very jealous. I wished I was with you guys. Yeah. Uh, so, what, what exactly did you see, Russell I and mean, Rameena, uh, that, that everybody um, would well, want to see?
5: We didn't do as much financial stuff as we wanted to. We got to go visit the folks at one of the rating agencies. I'm not going to say which one. Um, and um, and it's actually uh, the person that we uh, got to visit with. Their their job was rating uh, municipal bonds on universities. Wow. And they told us that, that our rating was much higher than the University of Illinois' rating, which is not really shocking. No, no. Uh, but <laughs> based on, you know, which state, uh, the, uh, you know, what, what, what state is backing the um, respective universities. Uh, and we got to go to the Bank of England. Uh, we got to visit one of the financial engineering schools over there, and then really, um, unfortunately, because of my, my injury, I didn't get to coordinate as many things or confirm as many things as I meant to. So a lot of it was non-financial stuff.
3: Did you do anything uh, like Lou did, did, where he went to the, the bunkers where they you know, control the RAF during the war and stuff?
5: No, we didn't. Uh, th- we didn't really head out of town. Uh, Wes led a group to go visit uh, Cambridge and just wander around, and they all got matching Cambridge sweatshirts, which wow. I thought was really funny. That's <laughs> cool. Uh,
3: how'd yeah. you like? How'd you like Cambridge?
5: Oh man, Cambridge
6: was awesome. You know, I kind of you, you always hear about Cambridge and and this spectacular university being there, but I didn't realize until going there that there's like thirty or forty different colleges in that small town. That's something I, I didn't really realize until we got there, but um, it's an awesome town. A lot of just kids walking around. Just kind of exploring, and, and it was a great time. Is that
3: where uh, Russell, you, you remember more of the show than I is. that where Lou went for the graduation or did he go to Oxford? I thought he went to Cambridge.
5: Went to I, I was, don't recall. He went you to know, the I graduation. Would resonate, it would probably resonate with me more if he had gone to Cambridge, because I, I actually go to a conference there once a year.
3: It was one of the uh, two, and he said he, he loved the idea that the new buildings are like 1800s.
5: Yeah. Well, they've got, they've got a really nice... Uh, and Wes, Wes, I think you guys uh, wandered into it. They've got a really nice judge school of business there, that business building. It wasn't built in the 1800s.
3: Do you guys have a uh, an overseas program, like a road scout? I mean, you were Chicago. I could have gone to... Uh, my second year, I could have gone to... Uh, London School of Economics and had a degree from both. Do you guys do something like that in Indiana?
5: Uh, the universe, yeah, I think the university does. I haven't had any students that have done done things like that where they uh, where they end up, you know, doing part of their coursework overseas. West, you know anybody that's done that from the Indianapolis campus? Not off the top of my head, no. Okay, and, hey, and, and, you know, if they had if they had had that, it probably has been suspended for a little while. In fact, this was the first year in a while that we had done um, study abroad.
3: Oh, oh, because of the COVID because, stuff, yeah.
5: Yeah, because of the COVID stuff. It just uh, it, even if it would have been safe last year, if you remember last year um, in January, uh, it, it felt like we may be getting, or maybe coming up on a situation where uh, COVID was going to, you know, break out again, and everybody started to started to step backwards a little bit relative to the progress of opening up that we had we had made, and that would have been about when you would have been planning one of these things. And if it looked like it was iffy, you you don't want a bunch of students buying their airfare and then having you know having them and then cancel the program.
3: Russell, I got a qu- quick question, a little off topic. Then we we'll get back to uh, having uh uh Wes here because I Wes, certainly want to pick his. Yeah. Brand. Uh Hey, do you remember? As I've been digging through this banking history, as to how many banks have actually the deposit depositors essentially got screwed. The the name IndyMac keeps coming up. What. What was? What was? Do you remember? I mean, I I do not. I remember the name. I remember it happening. Do you remember the specifics of why all of a sudden they just said the depositors get butt-kissed in that place? They lost like two hundred and sixty million bucks. I mean, no, that's never. They happened were.
5: Th- they um, they were a uh, mortgage lender mostly, and I feel like that's one of the re. It, they were a savings and loan. And, and they were a thrift. They got, right? Yeah, they were a thrift, but they weren't like. You know one of the thrifts that went under you know, a few banking crises ago they actually they were a resolution in trust in 2008 right and they uh, they were seized by the FDIC even though they were a, a trust and they were they were also uh, they basically were countrywide and that name should resonate a bit with oh yeah
3: yeah them.
5: yeah they um, I mean they were I think countrywide was affiliated with them uh, and at the time, you know, we, we keep breaking records, but at the time it was the fourth largest uh, bank failure in the U.S. It happened in July of 2008. It happened kind of between Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers. You know, remember Bear Stearns yeah. was first, and then, um, and and then Paulson claims that he you know told all the banks you got to issue some equity, raise some capital, et cetera, and Lehman Brothers chose not to do that, and that's why they ended up failing because they didn't listen to Paulson.
3: Oh well, um, I because uh, I'm I'm am I'm, I'm a guest. At, uh, I hope you're teaching your guys, and I know you are, of how the banking system works and the amount of people <laughs> that you hear saying, "Hey, if you got over two hundred fifty thousand, screw you!" Or, don't don't people get it that that the that the banking system is supposed to be held together, and the insurance is basically just opiate for the people. I mean, or, or where am I wrong here? I mean, nobody other than Indy Mac and maybe one or two others, nobody's ever lost any money in a deposit. You end up moving the bank to another place and the capital takes yeah, care of most of it, and and you sell it, and everybody opens up on Monday morning. I mean, I, how do how do people not know this, Russell? I mean, I I don't get it.
5: Uh, we have short memories, you know that. And what, I mean, you, really, we we have relatively short memories, and 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 I think that's what the politicians count on. They they count on uh, the the things that they have done to bail out Silicon Valley Bank. Which my my giant issue, my macro overarching issue behind all of this is changing the freaking rules mid you know midstream yeah you know I mean it's it I I think a lot of people did a lot of bad things back in 2008 and they probably deserve um, some sort of legal punishment but we could I I I don't agree with you know retroactively changing the laws and putting some of these guys in jail you know based on laws that we've decided to that, that they broke that weren't in in existence at the time you know honestly that's the kind of crap that Putin does. Yeah, well. Yeah, you know, he changed the rules in midstream. You know, you're
3: you know, protesters
5: out in the street. Well, you know what? You're not allowed to do that. I cuz I say so right now and you're
3: under arrest. Well, you see a lot of uh, it's kind of the
5: same it's just the same thing with bailing out. And I really do believe that uh if if it weren't the state with the biggest electoral votes and a whole lot of political donors that uh that th- this would have gone differently.
3: Well, I mean, I I I'm curious. I mean, I will probably never know the the it's sort of the incestuous relationship between the bank seemingly being party to or uh, raising capital for the firm in the beginning which a bank doesn't normally do and then loaning them money then demanding the money being stay there then give everybody jumbo mortgages on their house it seems like everybody got way too. In, I the, the part about being an investment banker and then being the regular banker with with requirements that you keep all the money in one spot I never, even, I never heard of a situation like that. Is it? Is it? Was
5: that, that happening? I, I thought. The, I, I, I thought there used to be rules against uh, against all of that, and that's one of the reasons we wanted you know your regular bank and your investment bank to be separate. Uh, and now they are not. And I guess this is an example of it coming up to bite us because uh, the the technology gurus out in California that were banking with them. Uh, I guess they just didn't. They never learned anything about diversification, like putting your money in different banks.
3: But they required. I, I, heard,
5: I, heard, I heard secondhand uh, that uh, from what from one of my students, I heard secondhand that, that they said there was a professor that has money at eighty eight different banks. For this very reason.
3: Well, if if you let's, let's say let's say you're good. very wealthy, we're not going to say that in front of your student. Let's say you're very uh, wealthy, and you walk across the street here to Lakeside, and you're very familiar with those guys. And you wrote yeah. them a check for your account, for say eight million dollars. They will gleefully go out and find thirty-one different banks to put two hundred and fifty in if you want them to.
5: Uh, they probably would. I hadn't thought of it that way. I'd, it would be nice if somebody would do that work for me.
3: By the way, uh, they, they would. And you know, if you put your, if you put twenty million dollars here at PTI and we drop it at RBC, they'll do the same thing if you want them to.
4: Okay, I but
5: will it, keep that in mind.
3: But it's well when you, when you get your first yeah. twenty million. <laughs> But ha, ha, ha. so uh what what is Yes what I just it is curious, I mean did did you guys did you mention to people on your uh trip, well, I'll ask I'll ask Wes the difference kind of in the European banking system versus ours in terms of what's good capital and what isn't?
5: Uh y- what was the scrambling cuz yeah, not geez, I yeah, to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, we didn't I, I i didn't talk we we really didn't get into the collateral management of european banks versus um the us i did i did spend probably 30 minutes or so i created a presentation on silicon valley bank and and tried to explain uh in in academic terms what they were doing wrong uh, and that but i did the little lecture before i found out they didn't even have a risk manager in place from april to january
2: well,
3: you know, the, she's been scrubbed from the site. Oh, has she? Yeah, but but, but <laughs> Greg sent me a thing. She, she's a lady. Go go figure. Very attractive, blonde lady. Uh, got her, her humanities degree from Stanford. Worked 10 years at the Fed, and then she worked a couple other places and basically got a promotion every two years, and she was a risk manager. Hmm. And now if you want to go to the site where it says board members and key executives, she's not there anymore.
5: Well, see, um. Uh, she wasn't there period anyway but I, I don't it guess... wasn't present I, the, the, my understanding is the whole risk man um, I, I my understanding is the whole risk management department was working remotely
7: well and as, as I do
5: believe I do believe there are some functions that you want I you know I think the gamestop thing happened because uh, securities lending people were probably working from home and they loaned out too many shares of gamestop without realizing it
3: well, you, uh, uh, you I, I don't know if you've ever met her. A couple times, you were over at the uh, series with us uh, when, mm-hmm. I, when this before COVID, when the, all the guys from the Fed used to hang. Well, not all. Some of the guys from the Fed would hang out at our at our table, for lack of a better. The term. fun Fed guys. Yeah, and uh, and and Wes, I don't know, have you ever watched ever watch any of the. You're too young. You ever watching the 24 stuff with Kiefer Sutherland? Uh, I have not heard of it. Well, probably. Well, anyway, he. Oh, okay. His, his, he had a, a, Wes,
5: has, Wes uh, has done nothing but to come on and make us feel old today.
3: Okay. <laughs> well, but anyway, he had, he, he had, he had a, a lady uh, who helped him out. She was, uh, in, what was her name Chloe or something? And she was yeah. uh, a, a genius on any, any kind of systems and so forth. And so whenever he needed answers for anybody, she found him. Well, there's a lady that I met from the Fed that she was in charge basically of every dime that comes in and out of the Chicago Fed. I mean, if if you cash a check, she knew about it. I mean, she's that bright. Well, I, I the part another thing I'm, I'm asking uh, Russell here, the professor is, when they started pulling the money out of the place, alarm bells had to go off. Now I bet she had to no know it two minutes after nine that this was happening. The question is, who does she call? I mean, are the the big shots at the Fed? Are they working from home? Can you find them? Is there anybody around to make a decision? It's not like. The, the worker bees, who are actually really good mm-hmm. at all these places, that they didn't realize these guys drag twenty five percent of all the deposits out in, in, in two hours. Russell, how how the hell does that happen?
5: It's not supposed to. Well, I mean, the, the banks are not designed for that to happen. You know, there they, there's an expectation that all the money's not going to walk out in one day and. I, I don't think, I, I really, you know, I don't know their balance sheets. I don't know how they're accounting for, for market, um, you know, for the market pricing of the things that, that they're doing with our with our deposits. But I, I severely doubt there's a bank in America that could survive 25% of assets trying to walk out in a day. I think the
3: the normal liquidity liquidity at a bank is 15%. And, and, they, the, and, yeah. and, and you never By reach minor-
5: that. My understanding was that it, it was only about 4% for Silicon Valley Bank.
3: Uh, right. But, but I, I yeah. looked at the list of all the depositors. Well, uh-huh. This is the part of, I'm asking you because I know you know way more about this than me. The idea that these people were forced to keep this kind of money there, and I know at Pullman, Wes, I'm really going to bore the hell out of you here, but when you, if you have a line, have a line <laughs> of credit at a bank, this, is, this goes years back, if if you all of a sudden could borrow $10 million at any given moment at a bank, they used to have, and Matt probably still do, Russell, a compensating balance, they would say, that you would have to actually keep maybe 300000 in the bank to, to preserve yeah. that, that line of credit. Well, some of these people, Roku had, what, some huge percentage of their... We're talking millions of dollars they had in this bank, seemingly for no reason. Twenty
5: five. They had 25% of their cash um, at Silicon Valley Bank.
3: Now, what what, what is the reason for but, that?
5: Well, but, you know, on the other side of it, uh, I mean, what, what, what would lead anybody to, you know, you, you pull up to the Silicon Valley Bank. It's probably in a very nice space because most of the buildings are brand new out there. Um, it looks like a pretty legit place when you walk in. What in the world would make you think that there truly is any risk behind having your money in that bank?
3: Well, if you go for for, yeah. for nice buildings, meaning you're solvent in the last twenty years, you might, yeah. almost, you might almost want to fade the nice buildings. I, I don't know. Well, they've
5: only been, and they've only been around for forty years, but but really, and and you know, we, I, I bring this this topic up a lot uh, when we're talking about the markets, et cetera, Is that you and I are a lot closer to it than the average person. Yep. Yeah. and that and that includes the average person that's that's in business, but not necessarily in the finance industry. And before a couple of weeks ago, um, now I don't think a lot of people were questioning their um, you know the, the viability of, of where they put their money in the bank. Um, I've had many people asking me, uh, you know, if they should worry about their particular bank. Oh, me too. It's, so, a, it's a topic. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean I've heard, I've heard from people I've, I've heard uh, you know after I face planted on the concrete, um, I heard from people I hadn't heard from in years. And then after this banking thing happened, I'm hearing from even more people, you know, and, and including my wife. She said, Do we need to worry about our bank? We're, we're, we bank with a, a very large national bank that I don't think we, we have anything to worry about. You can, you can really blame,
3: not. I'm going to say you can blame twi- <clears throat> Twitter for all this. I never got that, that question in 2008 when they were going mm-hmm. down every weekend. And we, we, used to, we used to drop three a weekend here in Illinois oh yeah no
5: every Friday afternoon yeah. you'd see on the tape two or three banks and, and there were banks you probably hadn't really heard of but two or three banks that um you know had gone belly up and, and you know you're gonna have to wait in line to get your money on Monday morning when the FDIC had taken over
3: do you guys uh I'll ask I'll ask West West the right. is it do a lot of people if there was if there was a money in banking course is it something people would want to take cuz it I, I did one it was pretty fascinating I, and uh When I was an undergrad, is that is that even in a course ledger these days?
6: Yeah, we actually have a few of those classes. Um, We have a money and banking class, um, and then we also have a banking and financial intermediation class that I actually took last semester. Um,
3: How'd you like it? Was you learn a bunch of stuff?
6: I did learn a lot of stuff. Um, I think it could have. I think it could have been taught in a little bit more of an interesting way. but that's besides the point. Well, um, I thought it was a really interesting class for sure. It, it's um, not.
3: It's not all that intuitive how it all works. I mean, it's it's interesting. You, it,
6: it? it certainly makes you think about how much more complex banking systems are than than the you know human eye would perceive them to be.
3: Did they go in the history of like how it all started with agriculture, agrarian banks, and and city banks, and the difference in timing of the loans and all the other stuff? Did they go into all that?
6: Um, I mean, we went into, like, duration matching and stuff like that, but we didn't go into, like, the deep history of how, you know, banking and, you know, financial intermediation institutions started.
3: Yeah, uh, as Russell knows, I I was lucky enough in in my uh, graduate uh, two years because I, I don't know, I I placed out of some of the, the business courses that I was able to take a lot of courses in economics. And one of them was a uh, history of economic thought, and how all this stuff developed from day one, and how, how and a lot of like, why do you, why do you need a central bank? Well, because in, in, in rural areas, everybody wanted a loan in March for seeds and fertilizer. Okay, you could give everybody a loan, and then all of a sudden, in, in, in October, the, the banks flush with cash, and they've got no loans; they can't make any money. It's it's really interesting when you if you a lot of this stuff. And I think Russell agrees with me if you start from the absolute basic, okay, why does this guy need a loan? Why does this guy have money? It it I'll bet if you take the other class you, you'll you'll get most of that, but it's it's really kind of fascinating how it all started, isn't it Russell? He's gonna, Russell, Russell, you there?
5: <laughs> I I, I, uh, I muted myself. Cause I, I, I say it, myself, it's really I fascinating the run and then I couldn't get the button. No, I heard exactly what you said. Um, and it yeah there was all seasonality around the financial I mean it even showed up in stocks and other places Because liquidity had to basically move from the cities to the to the rural area and then back to the cities around planning and then harvest seasons Uh, and to the the government and in fact uh, class I taught yesterday uh, the uh, the farm credit bureau actually came up when I was talking about Entities that issue uh, pseudo government bonds; those guys are still around to uh, to support farmers. But uh, they farmers are able to smooth things out relative to you know a hundred years ago, with which is what you're talking about.
3: Yeah, I mean that's what that's what you that's what central banks and what the banking stuff has to do. And and the idea is, if banks don't take any kind of risk, nothing gets anywhere. I mean, I, I actually, there's been a couple people. Russell, you were lucky; you're out of town. Uh, they're, I think they're like a representative and senate level that, are, that appear they're stunned that like banks make a loan. What, what, what do they think they're supposed to be doing? I mean, the idea that that you put your money in a bank and nobody makes a loan with it. I mean, come on. I mean, what, 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 why would they ever pay you any money? Well, they have not been paying you money lately, anyway. So maybe that's maybe that's the question. But why would anybody pay you any money if they're not? If they're not I don't think people even know what a <laughs> bank is for. <laughs>
5: they, uh, you know, what they're probably. You know, uh, you and I. Do you still write physical checks? Actually, I know you do because I've seen them. I've I've seen absolutely uh, a stack. I've I've seen I've seen a stack of paper checks when I'm I'm in person there. Um, So I I I don't think Wes, have you ever written a a a a check or do you
7: pretty much? No, I've never written a check. I don't own a checkbook
6: either. Yeah, I I I, don't know if I would know how to how to acquire one either. That's a uh, oh my god! <laughs> I don't I I personally don't know when in my life I would need to use one.
5: <laughs> oh god! I I, I mean <laughs> I think Ch- Chief and I and and this is a really nice you know it's kind of nice to have somebody that's under the age of fifty on with us isn't it? Oh yeah! Because uh, they have a completely different. He just brought the average age of the people on this show down um, tremendously. Well, uh, being I, in his early twenties. Well, the second but half
3: they, hour. Second half hour, I'm gonna quiz him a little bit because I saw this this morning and I knew you had a student coming on. I didn't know it was, was uh, Wes, but I knew he had somebody. Here's an article about Panera Bread is testing Amazon's palm scanning technology. And I want to ask his view of that. And I, a, a, I, I kind of manage a building, Wes, and the lady downstairs, she can't come up with checks. She goes, well, how do you want me to pay the rent? And I said, well, cash or check. And she looked at me like I had four heads. She says, well, you don't do this, you don't do that. I go, no, I'm not, I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> I actually you're, know not
5: some, a Vin, you're not a Venmo Zell guy?
6: Yeah, like, exactly. you got to get Venmo Zell.
3: Well, you know, my, my buddy Monty, who uh, he, he works for one of these risk managers for one of the big firms down here. I mean, so he's, he's no schmuck. Uh, he's, he's Mr. Zell, Mr. Zembo and Bimbo and whatever else he's got. Well, all of a sudden, one day, he goes to his, his, his bank account and, like, all his money's gone. And he's, like, and he's all over the bank. And so Kevin, you know, who's on before you guys, knows a lot about this stuff. And he goes, "Tell him his phone was hacked." Not, not, not the bank, because because it, because there was a bunch of different people that came into the bank. Well, somebody hacked into his phone, got his passwords, and uses used the Zelle and all the other stuff to pull money out of his account. It, it happens constantly that people break into that. I, I want I want no part of that, to be honest with you. It hasn't happened yet on a check. Nobody's ever ever, ever intercepted a check. Just saying.
5: For, have you seen Catch for, uh, Me If
6: You Can? Uh, yeah, yeah, there we're going. <laughs> yeah. uh,
3: well, I'm, I'm saying, that, you know, the, the thing that it, I don't want you to, to ever act old, Wes, don't ever act like us, but when, when, <laughs> when people have the ability to find out what other people are doing, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not hiding anything, honestly. People could follow me around and they're going to find me very boring, but the fact that somebody cares enough to want to know what I'm doing makes me want to stop them. Does that make any sense from yeah. the old
5: guy? I know. I totally know what you mean.
3: Know, Wes, Does I, that make I, I any sense?
5: I'm, I'm, not, I'm not interesting enough for people to be asking questions about unless they're trying to rip me off. I'm well aware of that at this point in my life.
3: Yeah, I mean, they're, af- they're not after us to be movie stars or anything like that, but the fact that somebody cares to know makes me want to frustrate them. Is that, is that just being grumpy or what? I, <laughs> but, I mean, why? why I, every, everybody young, they, they say, I said, why do you want everybody to know all this stuff about you? And they, they go, I don't care. I'm like, wow. Anyway, we're going go to break here. Wes, hang around, please. will SPV is yes. down 3. NASDAQ is down 25. We're going to ask your professor what the Fed is going to do. And I want your opinion as well. We'll be right back. Stocks and Jacks.
1: 3456, that's 708-349-3456, or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. All right.
0: Thanks your bed. Stocks,
5: jocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. You are out of control.
3: Right, here. right now, right here. Right now,
1: right now. <laughs>
3: Hello and welcome back to Action Jacks. I'm Tom. i Burn on the board. s futures down three. Nasdaq futures down uh, down twenty three. You remember that one? That song, don't you, Russell? It was the theme song of uh, what was it? The, the show in Chicago, the police show.
2: Yeah, i you always mentioned this. Yeah. It, it, it does. Uh, I, I think we've been over it. I forget yeah. the Name of the
3: ex- exact show though. Oh well, I'll take a bit. Uh, yeah. it. bit because the guy, the <laughs> Chicago
2: police uh, sergeant, was the uh, star. Yeah. Dennis Farina. You yeah, know, it, 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 it always I makes me think, think of um, the show with Darren McGavin, uh, yeah. Night, Night Stalker, I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, it looks like Chicago, but it's actually Los Angeles that they're I hate it when, I hate it when they do that. <laughs> it looks nothing like Chicago Oh, no. but
3: We'll do a real quick uh, uh, go through the markets here. Dow's down four, the same kind of morning we normally get before a Fed uh, announcement. Over in Europe, uh, slightly to the upside, the DAX up 78, uh, which is 0.5%, FTSE up 11.1%. Back around up 24.3%. We had big days across the board yesterday, everywhere. In Asia, we got Nikkei. They were closed yesterday, so they're catching up today. 528, 1.9%. Hang Seng up 332, 1.7%. So they're back up to 19.5 after being below 19 one day, which is kind of weird. They're 23, and now they're down to 19. Shanghai up 10.3%. We've got the, uh, yesterday the Dow was up 318. The S&P up 51. NASDAQ up 184, so a big up day. Some of these banks, these regional banks, all bounced back pretty heavily. Well, they bounced. They went from 150 to 30, and now they're back to 35. So I guess that's heavily. Uh, U.S. 10-year up two basis points, 3.63. The bond up 10 basis points, 2.37. They're, they're creeping back up percentage-wise more than we are. Japan up nine basis points, 0.33. We've got oil down another 20 cents. Still can't get over 70 bucks, 69.47. Rent down 20 cents, 75.12. Natural gas down 10. 224. I think the guys that are predicting hundred dollar oil this year probably are gonna maybe think that one's not a good prediction. Gold up 350, 1944. It touched two thousand the other day, came flying back down. Now it's trying to creep up a little bit. Silver up nine cents, twenty two fifty-two, copper up five cents, four oh four. We've got Bitcoin up thirty-one dollars. We're hanging in here at this twenty-eight thousand number, twenty-eight thousand two eighty-eight. We have the US dollar is down slightly with the the pound is up to uh one point two two, almost one point two three. Nero's back to 1.07, almost 1.08. Matt, what do you got for us? Quick traffic weather sports.
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Currently 7.36 a.m. on March 22nd, 2023. Uh, weather in Chicago this morning. Cloudy skies, 40 degrees currently, a high of 54 later on. Tomorrow, rain showers throughout the day. Expect rain tomorrow and to continue until Saturday. Right now in Phoenix, cloudy skies, 60 degrees currently, a high of 63 later on. Tomorrow, sunny skies to continue for the foreseeable future. Uh, and of course, tomorrow in the NCAA tournament, Sweet 16: Michigan State versus Kansas State. Catch the game at 5:30 p.m. live from Madison Square Garden. And of course, uh, Gonzaga versus UCLA. A Game starts at 8:45 p.m. Uh, yesterday, in the 2023 World Baseball Classic Championship, Japan beats USA 3 to 2. So, for now, chief. Back Did you here. guys?
3: Did you guys see that? Uh, Wes or Russell oh. were. Otani uh, pitched to, to Mike Trout in the bottom of the ninth and struck him out. Yeah,
5: yeah and he's, he's uh, just watched it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. He and uh it? is he a is he a Yankee? signee?
6: No,
3: he's or uh Angels. He,
5: he's the one, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, He's the one that plays for the Angels. I was uh, saw a bit of video of him throwing at somebody recently too.
3: Yeah, uh, he's uh he's quite uh, the star. And then,
5: and then striking him out for a double play. Yeah, he's so, uh
3: he's quite the star, boy. I mean, he's uh. Yeah. I mean, he's this generation's Babe Ruth, for God's sake. I mean, he could do everything. Uh, the, does he? Uh,
5: does he? Does he get drunk? You know, does he run across the street and have a couple of beers and four hot dogs when he's not? Gonna you have know what?
3: Bat I, I would say that in, in the entire history of America, there's never been a more popular player in Babe Ruth.
5: Right.
3: Really? He, he he loved kids, and you know what he he got in huge hot water from a James Kennesaw Mountain Lang- Landis, the big the guy Landis. Yeah, that Babe the first Roof, commissioner of baseball. Babe, uh, he wasn't the first, but he was the guy. He was the guy who kept blacks out for a real long time. But he was yeah. pissed at Babe Ruth, because Babe Ruth, he he was friends with virtually all the black guys, and he would run around them in the off season. And he would do barnstorming events with all the black yeah. teams. Babe, Babe Ruth was yeah. a was a he was a, a man in a lot of ways way before his time. Uh, yeah, a, it was a super super
5: super guy. Maybe. Uh, Maybe, maybe didn't make you know he 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 was in the wrong place at the wrong time every once in a while, but people let that go.
3: By the way, the movie, the the, the, the uh, TV show was Crime Story. Remember, remember Mike Royko. Mike Royko is a name from the past, Wes. You know, uh, Mike Royko used to write a, write a column for the well, first the Daily News, then the Tribune. He was probably one of the best columnists like ever. He was a Chicago writer, and he basically. Told it like it was. He, he he could never get a job today. I don't think. Do you, Russell? I mean, nobody. Oh, would. Oh
5: gosh, no. He he'd, he'd get can, he'd be canceled left and right. He'd
3: be, he'd be the, yeah. the thing. That we get a little of this. What we said about Babe Ruth said he he was a tireless smoker, lover, and drinker. And imagine how good he could have been if he didn't waste all that time playing baseball. Ha <laughs> <laughs>
5: ha! Uh, didn't, didn't didn't he uh, didn't he have like a 13-, 14 year old girl in the car with him once overnight and was in a car accident?
3: Oh, I, oh, I man. I, well, the, the yeah, I mean,
5: it was hey, so yeah.
3: He, he liked kids. He, he had a, he allegedly when they were on the, weren't on the road in those days, they had a roommate. Of course, Babe always got yeah. the best the best room. But still, he had a roommate. And so, whenever he'd go out of town, he'd put his bags down. The roommate said, "I never saw the guy ever.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> he, he, he would just leave with his bags there and stuff." Anyway, Russell, we've got the Fed doing All right, some stuff. The hey, Fed. Let, let me and, finish my. And,
5: right. and we got we got to make West talk.
3: Yes. <laughs> Well, it's let me not finish my. In the classroom. Yeah, Wes, so. Wes. Let me finish my my quick thought. One about the banking stuff here is, in Europe, if you would have gone to see any of the banks, uh, we did some lecturing there long, before, long, maybe before you were born. Uh, holding stock in, in companies for a European bank is considered good capital. So when when stocks go flying down, it causes the bank capital to drop. We don't we don't do that here. But part of what you're seeing in this uh, Silicon Valley bank. Is with the years that the Fed now they're heading this way again with the money they're pouring in, when the, when the rates were like one and a half, two percent for long bonds, a lot of people were forced to buy There was nothing else to buy, bought a lot of those those uh, bonds. It's some of what you saw with the Silicon Bank, they they were forced to sell those bonds, and now they're, of course they're trading less than you paid for them because the interest rates have gone up. So, but we don't have the stock problem, but a lot of a lot of banks have. Long-term bond problem that they bought three years ago, right, Russell? And it's yeah, kind of endemic yeah. to the system. So uh, they're not—if they're not the way the rules are, which are kind of weird—if they're not forced to sell them, they can keep them on the books at at their uh, the, the purchase price, right, Russell? I and mean, if you're forced to sell them, obviously you got to take the loss. But uh, so that was just to finish, finishing up the thought. So banking systems are kind of unusual around the world. Japan also. I think you can use uh, stock and companies as good capital, right, Russell?
5: Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, so
3: go go around with the de- Fed,
5: most definitely.
3: Go around with the Fed, and and I want Wes's view as well.
5: So what? You're oh, me what the think, Fed's what's the what's do the Fed,
3: today? what should they do? What are they going to do? Are they in how? What, what, when well, are they going to turn around and tell everybody else the reason why we're in the water is because you made me do it?
5: Well, and and they, the 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 CME Fed Watch thing, the which which tells you what the derivative markets think is going to happen. They, they think that we're going to get a 25 basis point hike. And um, I think I, I almost feel like uh, Powell is painted into a corner where if he does something different than what the market expects, uh, he you, you just don't know what the reaction is going to be. If they don't cut it all, you know, if they don't follow what the market says they're supposed to do. Uh, if they don't cut it all, then it's things are a lot worse than, than we're seeing they know something we don't know and you know you end up with a 10% sell-off in the S&P 500 um, if they do more than the 25 basis points that's expected if they decide to do 50 uh, which there's a 0% chance in the markets right now that's going to happen but if they decide to do something like that uh, they better have a really strong statement a good excuse behind it like this is 50 and we're done um yeah, but you, you're you're not going to hear that out of this Fed. This Fed's very very good at at leaving the door open to to do whatever they think it's going to take based on the situation at the time.
3: I'm going to ask you first, and then we'll we'll ask we'll ask Wes because I don't want to hit him up with a technical question like this. Oh, these guys poured six hundred, uh, 300 billion dollars into the system the week before last, and they put more in this weekend. How functionally? Can you match that up with a twenty-five with percent a increase in interest rates when you just poured all that money into the system? How how does that not take the the, the interest rates down and not up?
5: Oh, and there's a whole lot more cash available. Yeah, Wes, you're being called upon. That's on just me. Edit. Yeah, that's on you, man. If you're if they're adding money to the system. They're basically trying to spur economic activity. If they're raising rates, they're trying right, to slow it down. Yeah. so what the F are they doing here, man? <laughs> well, <clears> throat> your, throat> yeah, and, your, and your confusion is is uh, matched by the I would say seventy five years of experience that's on the line with you right now. <laughs> so yes. don't don't feel bad that it that, that you're like, I, I have no idea because
6: I think Tom and I are in the exact same place. Yeah, how do you well, do both? Well, yeah, well, so. go ahead, Wes. I, uh, geez, tell me if this sounds smart or if this sounds uh, if this is totally way off. But um, I don't know. I can't say I'm super surprised at the spot we're at right now, uh, just based off of the uh, stimulus checks that went out over COVID and all the free money that everyone had. I think that that's all slowed down, and I think. Uh, 2021, when everyone was getting all those stimulus checks, I think a lot of people kind of forgot about where that money was coming from and kind of the uh-huh. long-term effects of of what would happen when all that money ran out. Um, so I know I don't think I'm really too surprised that you know we had so much inflation and and, and that 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 at some point was going to have to slow down. Um, so you know, I'm really not surprised where we are right now and that we're still having to increase
5: rates. Um unfortunately.
3: Russell, you guys are doing a nice job with this fellow.
5: Well, thank you. Yeah. It, I th- I think he's he feels very I, I I know how he feels right now. It's like he's 95% sure of what he's saying and he's scared to death to be wrong, but Wes, don't worry about being wrong.
3: No, no. Cuz
5: if cause if you are it reflects on your professor not on you. <laughs> and and I don't have a grade to hold over you anymore, so have at it, man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I think the the, tech, the technical piece of it uh Wes and the rest of the listeners is when the when the Fed says they're going to raise the essentially they're talking about the fed funds rate what that means is that they're going to manage the amount of money in the pool. So that tomorrow or the next day when a bank tries to borrow money from another bank it's going to be a little higher than the day before because they drag some money out of the pool. So the idea that you can for basically a, a, a tanker load of money in the pool on a Tuesday and expect the rates to be down on a Wednesday is a little bit counterintuitive, wouldn't you say, Russell?
5: No, absolutely. I mean, you're, you're basically uh, doing one thing that's going to push rates down, but then you're going to turn right around and, and hike them. Uh, and it, 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 it just screams of a lack of an overall cohesive policy. You know? And I don't think you want a central bank, you don't want central bankers that are being overly reactive. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know if, if Powell got conditioned by like that because uh, his previous boss would, you know, push on him really hard when, when he wanted something done and he wanted it done right now, you know, which is not how you want a central banker behaving. Right. Uh, so I, I you know, I, I can't believe I just blamed Trump for something from two. You know, even though he hasn't been in charge for oh, a couple been, of years, it's been going but, on
3: since two thousand. So you can't.
5: Yeah, it's it's not just him. It's been going on for. Um, you know, Reagan may have been one of the last ones that kind of left the guys alone um, and supported them, and and you know let them do their thing. But which which was not politically popular initially, but ended up working out well enough to, to get him reelected. Uh yeah, his first well he
3: he didn't he didn't hire Volker Carter did.
5: Yeah, I know. It was yeah. it, it was stuck with him and he but I but I felt like it, my memory and you know, I was in junior high, so I wasn't I was I I wasn't reading the Wall Street Journal every day, just every other heyday back
3: then. Oh yeah, you were and uh yeah. You, you I,
5: I do I do feel like my my memory is that Reagan you know, Reagan was supporting the things that Volker was doing because um I think he was really deferring to him as the expert in the room.
3: Well, they also had so much of a, a long history and people were mm-hmm. really getting buried by inflation and people I think I'm I'm kinda surprised uh and I'll drag Wes into this is I'm really surprised at of the lack of reaction to the population. I mean Wes I'm not a revolutionist at heart, but I'm really surprised at the lack of reaction that this inflation, maybe people are, because of the COVID, they're giving everybody a break or whatever. But I mean, really, the prices are up pretty much across the board 35%. People's savings, if you had in a bank, your value's down 30%. And there's people who never own a car again in their life. I mean, it's just the entire change, the societal change that's taken place in the last three years. I, the people, have they just not seen it yet, Russell? Or what? I mean, Wes, what do you think of that? I mean, you're younger. I mean, you, what do you think of the world now versus three years ago? I mean, what do your parents well, say? I mean,
6: I, I can tell you that uh, me and all of my college buddies are not happy with the price of groceries right now. That um, <laughs> that is something that is is very very clear um, in our minds, especially uh, being an athlete. You know, I'm going out to get groceries every week and spending 150 bucks every week, and you yeah. know that's a number that was not 150 bucks last year and the year before um so i think at least on our end it, that's definitely the the biggest um change from inflation that that we can see and uh certainly not happy about
3: well just when i was a student once a long time ago and to go out and buy an old junky car what are you paying 15 grand for a, for a jalopy
5: i mean good lord <laughs> if you're if you're lucky if
3: you're lucky. I mean, yeah. uh,
5: and and Wes, you know, we didn't do the sport. We didn't do the uh, the jocks part, but uh, Wes, you are on the 200 relay.
6: That, yeah, that I am on. Broke, I am broke on the conference our
5: conference record in the yeah.
6: yeah I am on um, four of our team's relays. One of them broke our conference record. That was uh, set previously in 2016. So that was pretty exciting. That was our 200 medley relay.
3: Is it, this is uh, swimming or, or running? Swimming. Yes, okay. correct. Well, good for you. Is that? He he just he
5: just just finished season and he partied in in London and what you put on like twenty pounds, you've got like a beer belly all of a sudden.
6: It feels like it. (laughs)
5: What? uh, But I can I can only imagine what your caloric intake is per week. Well, there was there there was a a time
3: when uh, Indiana was the swimming and diving school in the country. I mean, when I Mm -hmm. remember watching the Summer Olympics as a kid, everybody's from Indiana. Then it became UCLA's Indiana trying to get back that way? Do you have some people of Olympic material on your team?
6: Um, so Indiana, yes, is still uh, very top tier. I think they're probably top three in the country right now. Um, Texas, number one. A um, few other just – few other Power 5 schools in there. But my I, – I go to IPY, so it's a little bit different. Still okay. D1, but it's more of a mid-major school is what they'd say. Um, we yeah. do actually have two guys right now um, on their way over to the NCAA meet, which is the um, apex of all Division One swimming for the season. So definitely some talent in there, but um, not quite as uh, competitive as Indiana University and Bloomington. Is they, a, they have some really incredible guys over there.
3: Is the AAU still a, a factor? I mean, no. When I was your age, the AAU was always fighting the NCAA for – for the kind of control of amateur athletics and of course they seem to have lost for a long period of time now they've come back in basketball and volleyball and stuff but are they still could somebody swim AAU or no?
6: Um I'm unsure actually. I I I don't know.
3: Well right now you you pretty much have to go to a college which is fine. I mean there's nothing wrong with that. I just but I mean so you went there to and you thought you could swim or you went there to swim or you,
6: Yeah you, I went here to swim <laughs> He can I, swim.
3: No, no. I mean, what I meant was, what I meant was, did you did you go on a swimming ride, or did you go and just try out for the team?
6: Yeah, no, I, I went here for for a scholarship. That was a, that was a main reason why why I decided to come here. Um, just because my parents always told me, you know, you can either work in college or you can get a swim scholarship, and that can be your job. You know, I'd rather be on a team and have fun, stay fit, and compete than. Uh, then work as a server. I
3: bet you meet all kinds of great people. I mean,
6: oh, absolutely.
3: It's it's not like football where you show up on a bus, people yell at you, you get back on the bus when you're done. You actually get to meet, you actually get to meet people at meets and stuff like that. It's not it's not the same sort of thing as football and basketball. I don't think.
6: Yeah, it's it's very very personal, and which sounds um, interesting because it's more of an individual sport um, other than the relays that you have. But you know, when you're competing, it's really just you against yourself. You know and the guys next to you but um nonetheless you know we really do find a, a lot of time to uh, meet each other and and just there's all all kinds of camaraderie on the team and uh, it's just really a great environment
3: how many hours a day are you in the pool
6: so we are typically in the pool um usually it works out as one hour of lift in the morning one hour of swim um, from six to eight, so usually waking up at like five fifteen in the morning, uh, which isn't horrible, and then in the afternoon we swim two to four, so usually three hours of swimming a day and an hour lift.
3: Wow, is it is is that in today's world with all the metrics and all stuff is that considered the the right amount? I mean, do people used to do less or more, or is this?
6: Yeah, I think that's probably about what you're going to find at any Division One um, college level because uh, I mean, with any with any Division One uh, um, sport, you know, you're limited to practicing twenty hours a week. Um, okay, that's just that's just uh, an NCAA rule. Well, that's so, a lot. That's a lot. So yeah, you are limited on exactly how much you can do, but I think everyone is maxing out at twenty hours.
3: I'd say that's about as – how could how could it be much more? For
6: God's sake, four hours a day is a lot. Well, I'll tell you, during winter break, which is kind of the the peak training part of our season, um, during the their actual school break, um, NCAA kind of rolls back that 20 hours a week, and so teams can practice as much as they want. Um, so we have about a two-week time period of swimming – like six hours a day, um, <laughs> and that uh, that gets real tiring. We're supposed to be eating about four thousand calories a day, um, wow. and and I'll tell you, unless you're going to McDonald's to to for all your meals, it's pretty hard to get four thousand quality calories every day.
3: Uh, without without some somebody's mom there cooking for you, it's a uh, even then.
5: If you that's, to... what, that's what you need. You need a team mom.
6: God. We we have a we have a few who who will come up with some some food for us during winter break, but uh, we certainly could use a few more. There's Got a our, lot of mouths to feed.
3: I remember when uh, you know, obviously, college kids. My my buddies were we were all really into sports. I mean, nothing like you you're doing. But God, Russell, my mom would come up on us for a football game. The entire trunk would be packed with you know ten pounds of Italian sausage and this and that and everything. And, Guys, go, you would think a buzzsaw went through it all. It'd <laughs> be Like not a
4: crumble
3: no, no. left. I mean, you know. Now, of course, when you get older, you, you know, you eat a half of that, and all you do is gain weight, right? But uh, yeah. I, I, that's that's very intriguing. My, uh, the uh, Notre Dame had a real crummy swimming program when I was there, but then now they now got this huge aquatic center, and uh, the girls do real well. I don't think I'll, the guys are all that good, but uh, so it, how do you? How early do you know whether somebody's like Olympic material? They just stand
6: out. You know, that's a good question, and I think, I don't think you, there's really a good answer for that. You know, um, some some Olympians, like Michael Phelps, I mean, he was, he, he went to the Olympics when he was 15, you know. You knew he was Olympic material when he was 15, um, or even before that, but you'll have some guys today um, who will end up going to the Olympics who will have started swimming, you know, in high school, um, and it's just like their body just is, ends up perfectly adapting to that kind of environment and that, that training regiment, Um, and they truly excel, but you know, it's, it's different for everyone. Um, yeah, you can have people who, who will be kind of average to get into college and then start excelling. Well, I look at that guy Phelps, his,
3: his feet look like he's a fish. What's he's got like size 20 some feet or something. They look he like they're has, flippers.
6: He has the proportions of, uh, of a superhuman sw- uh, swimmer it would be hard for him to not be good at swimming um, his wingspan is massive his legs are shorter um, his body is really long he has all the perfect proportions you want to be to be you know and excel at swimming
3: he's a will chamberlain of swimming basically he's a top in a
6: gene pool oh yeah no there will be, there will never be anyone um, who will be as good as him ever in in my opinion. Wow. maybe faster but not not overall in all the events that you know he won gold medal in
3: what uh when you say you do the uh uh the the uh, medal or you do the do you do the individual medal or you do a specific stroke that every wants in the in the uh relays
6: yeah i'm the uh i'm the sprint freestyler on the team we have a few of them but they are they have some other strokes that they're Better at that they'll do on the relay. So on the relays, I'm just doing the freestyle and I'm anchoring on them. So if you're the last guy that
3: goes in and just burns up and back, back
7: and forth.
6: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's actually really fun being the last person on the relay because you know um, everything comes down to you. So yeah, when it when it when they have it live on TV and you win, you can see me celebrating and it, it, there's there's no better feeling than you know looking in your opponent's face and. <laughs> you know, knowing that you beat them, you know,
3: so that,
5: Too 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 bad. Floor trading is not still a thing. We put him down there. In oh our yeah, bad attitude.
3: Well, <laughs> now did you did you, now did you tell him that if I asked any question regarding inflation, he wasn't supposed to say anything about the price of beer. He was going to say groceries instead. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. You coached him uh, no, that.
5: I I think I think Wes is. I I know a couple of things. I know he's smart enough not to say anything to get me in trouble. Um, but I also know that, that uh, his parents will probably listen to um, snippets of this, and he wants to be very careful what he says in front of mom and dad as well. I'll tell you what
3: I, I <laughs> but, am I am impressed, uh, and you know what? Uh, Wes, I'll, I'll tell you one thing: is, is is an old fart. When you when you go through these classes, if you, every one of them, if you, even if you think the stuff you'll never use, at some point you will. In every one of these classes, whatever you learn, you sock it away. You'll need it sometime. Everything's interesting, and you, it'll end. It'll end up being the subject of the day someday. So nothing's wasted. Just saying. Oh, that's true. I've, true. I've,
5: yeah. I've been beating up on inflation for ten years of teaching, and and now they finally. Uh, I used to have a goofy aunt. My my daughter once said, "You know, I'm I'm starting to realize that maybe Aunt Jane knows what she's talking about. I think maybe some of my." I know some of my former, former students from Loyola because I've been hearing from them about inflation stuff or like, you know, that, that the only exposure they ever had to it was me saying, it's going to happen at some point. <laughs> I didn't think it would happen as soon So, as Russell, did,
3: we've like, been talking about it for yeah, how many years somewhere. now? How, how many people do you think well, I know. You got the message? Ever, ever
5: since I've been on here, like yeah. six or seven years, it's coming, and, you know, it, it's like the, uh, the, the, the analyst who cried inflation, the boy who cried wolf.
3: Well, you guys take it care of yourself. I Really enjoy this. If I, uh, if I, if I'm down your way someday, I'd sure like to meet uh, Wes for a cup of coffee.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, I,
3: I know yeah. he couldn't possibly, if he's not twenty-one, have a beer. So uh, oh, a he's twenty-one. Twenty-two oh, maybe, he's now. Twi- he
5: yeah, he's very twenty-one.
3: Well, oh, maybe maybe we'll have to <laughs> have. No, I'm not.
5: And, and what state? What happened in London stays in London. But that's
3: okay.
7: Uh, <laughs> <Eddie>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: God. By the way, did you propose did you propose to a British girl?
6: <laughs> no, not a British girl, just a girl on our trip. So, oh.
5: girl, girl on our trip and um the uh the the person that that officiated on the double-decker bus um was it like a dude wearing makeup or something? I I've only seen snippets of the video. Oh god. It's, uh, yeah, it's it a was, little fuzzy remembering. So,
3: you know, at okay. <laughs> <laughs> <On> that note, <laughs> S&P futures <laughs> down 25 cents. NASDAQ futures down 15. Fed Fed announcement later. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Stocks and Jocks.
7: Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to ptisecurities.com. PTI ProDirect. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at ptiprodirect.com. Nadex Dax Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968.
2: I'm an American. You're sick.